0: When federal agencies either don't have the right skills on staff or don't have enough employees in the first place, they've got a skills gap. Government-wide skills gap includes cybersecurity, acquisition, and human resources. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman reports how certain senior leaders are focused on narrowing those gaps.
1: Chief Learning Officers, or CLOs, don't often get the spotlight as they try to ensure an agency's workforce has the skills it needs. But across government, CLOs are taking on some of the challenging long-term work to try to close skills gaps. That all comes as skills gaps in the federal workforce remain a significant barrier to reaching better end results in agencies' work. Earlier this year, the Government Accountability Office reported that more than half of the government's biggest problem areas stemmed directly from mission-critical skills gaps. GAO Comptroller General Gene Dodaro warned Congress about exactly this issue.
2: Uh, across the federal government. I'm very concerned about the federal workforce, less than 7% are under uh, 30. This is a real problem for the federal government. There are 22 areas of the 37 on the high-risk list because of critical uh, skill gaps and shortages, government-wide and cybersecurity area, human capital management, acquisition management. So this is a real problem.
1: But chief learning officers are trying to take on some of that work. Generally, this senior-level position is tasked with helping agencies first identify their biggest skills gaps. Then they create what's called a talent development strategy to try to add in those skills for the workforce. They put together training opportunities and programs for current employees. And they look particularly at mission-critical skills areas such as data analytics, IT, and cybersecurity. But it's not just about what skills are needed right now. It's equally important to look at what lies ahead. Joelle and Jarrett, chief learning officer at the Small Business Administration, says there's one area she's been watching particularly closely, but the interest is not yet where it quite needs to be.
3: The AI courses do get attention, but in pockets. It depends on, on what organization we're talking about. So that's not yet clearly across the board.
1: A new executive order on AI, which President Joe Biden signed this week, in part called for more federal workforce training in AI. But in the more near-term, chief learning officers are already thinking internally about where AI-related training programs can be most useful. For example, AI skills can be helpful in human resources departments. At the Department of Veterans Affairs, AI is a field that Chief Human Capital Officer, or Chico, Tracy Therrett, is focused on. But that doesn't
0: make it easy. I I don't even know where to start with generative AI uh, because that is becoming part of our vocabulary as well and helping people to understand how when you have to write that job announcement, it may not be taking a template and working in Word. (laughs) It may be a chat uh, with a few queries and a few keywords and all of a sudden it's produced and you just need to make sure that it is doing and meeting your needs and expectations.
1: And at the Office of Personnel Management, Chico Carmen Garcia says her agency's HR team is also leaning into AI.
4: We are looking at, for example, position descriptions uh, and already made a lot of headway with that and looking at our classification standards and uploading that and seeing how we can put in, you know, major duties into, you know, our our AI sandbox and seeing what kind of position descriptions can be uh, developed out of that.
1: And aside from some growth in AI, Chief Learning Officer Jared at the Small Business Administration says courses that do get a ton of attention are in data analytics.
3: A lot of the data courses are, are really high demand right now. And again, I think it's because we're we're driving harder. At making sure that we're doing a good job of telling our stories and the best way to tell the story is through your data and so having a workforce that understands what data to use, how to capture it, uh, how to validate it, how to present it is important.
1: Many federal workforce experts say data analytics should not be limited only to jobs with the word data in their title. Developing data skills can be highly beneficial for the HR workforce as well. According to VA Chico, Tracy Theron,
0: the data workforce is not just defined as the occupational series who do data analysis. It is being an HR person who understands data and can do some data visualization. I know um, OPM has created some wonderful dashboards around time to hire, around attrition, around DEIA. It is hard to do HR work today if you don't understand that data, if you don't know how to visualize that data, and if you don't understand how to explain that data to hiring managers, um, to applicants for employment, to employees within your organization. So making sure that in all of our curriculum, both for new hires and as folks progress into the higher grade levels, that they're getting training in those skills that we know that they will need in the future.
1: And those data skills are absolutely essential for OPM's HR workforce as well, according to Chico Garcia.
4: We want to be able to leverage the data, but if we simply give the data to, say, our hiring managers from an HR perspective, and we're not equipping them on how to use that data and having that data literacy it's it, it could actually be detrimental in some aspects, right? So we have to be very careful about how we are strategic. But generally, with HR, moving from being reactive to being strategic, and how are we going to help with those folks? It is through career pathing. It is to making sure that we are developing these internal training por- programs to address that.
1: And whether it's developing training programs in AI, data, or any other key workforce skill, the work of chief learning officers doesn't end there. Since the position is not standardized across government, its responsibilities are highly flexible. In addition to strategic talent development, CLOs can also be in charge of performance management, awards and recognition, engagement, telework and remote work, and so much more. Because of that flexibility, CLOs work closely with Chico's and other workforce leaders across government.
3: We know that we can't operate in a vacuum. And so being aware of what's going on, whether it's in our lane or not. So the term stay in your lane doesn't really apply, I don't think. If you if you want to be successful in really driving change and promoting mission accomplishment in the federal government, it's important that we are aware of all of the initiatives afoot and uh, where learning and development or change management or organization development might play a part in those initiatives. And so having a good relationship with our chief human capital officers and uh, understanding what's going on at the chief human capital officer
1: council level is important. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network.
0: Check out Drew's story at federalnewsnetwork.com.
5: Leadership today, especially within the federal workforce, is being tested more than ever before. aspect so that we are really looking at how do we accomplish our mission through our people. And in order to do that, we really value our people. We want them to feel empowered and supported and uh, respected.